Hey, 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 how are you? I want to say good evening to you from wherever you're listening to this podcast. My name is MC Sazi and this is Thinking Out Loud. Sure feels great to come your way again. Now I'm still thinking out loud about a situation that has to do with the federal government of uh, the nation, the biggest black nation on the face of the planet. That's talking about Nigeria. Is right now in the business of giving amnesty to repentant Boko Haram fighters. Make them pass through Operation Safe Corridor. At the next thing you know, they're back in the general population all over again. Now, like I told you, the inferences from Israel is going to remain valid for us in this whole conversation. On September 28, 2000, Israel's Likud party leader, Ariel Sharon, paid a visit to the Temple Mount in the old city of Jerusalem. His visit spawned the Al-Aqsa Intifada, a period of significant Palestinian resistance, uh, which actually has never ended officially, and whose reverberations continue to be felt to this day. That's right. Okay, here you go. Now- quite a number of targeted assassinations, home demolitions, collective punishments, border controls, administrative detention controls on terrorist financing and technological advances. It assesses those tactics year by year to determine whether or not there was a correlation between the tactics and a number of anti-Israeli terrorist incidents. This tactical analysis provides a basis on which to appraise Israeli counter-terror strategy, its long-term effectiveness. That is basically what we are going to be pretty much talking about on this particular episode of Thinking Out Loud. This is part five coming at you right now. All right, let's take a look at this, the whole idea of coming at your opponents with suicide bombers. Now, I'm talking about some maniac who is wearing some bomb vest or something, and this person does not care a damn whether he dies in the attack. Matter of fact, he's going to die in the attack, but he hopes to take some people along with him when he dies. That's how bad that situation gets to become. Now, the first suicide attack was carried out in 1989, and the attack stopped in 2008. Now, the high point was in 2002, during the Second Intifada. A 27 study of Palestinian suicide bombings during the Second Intifada found that 39.9% of the suicide attacks were carried out by Hamas, 26.4% by Fatah, and of course, uh, 25.7% by the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, also known as PIJ, and of course, 4% of the Popular Front of the Liberation of Palestine, PFLP, and 2.7% by other organizations who think they have a score to settle with the State of Israel. Now, the Simon Wissenhart Center has advocated classifying suicide bombings as crimes against humanity, a position adopted by Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch in 2002. Now, the criteria used for this list are successfully deliberate attacks 
committed by Palestinian militant groups against either civilians or security forces in which the perpetrators intended to die during the attack. Okay, <clears throat> that's a horrible situation, isn't it? Now, that is the situation with the state of Israel. There's a great deal more to talk about in terms of the attacks that they have had to endure and strike that double. Now, look at it this way. It is said that um, in the 1980s, 1990s, and of course um, in the year 2002, there's been quite a number of things happening to throw more light on the state of Israel and how she battles successfully after all against the uh, Palestinian militants and of course the Arab brothers who are all sworn to deal a death blow on the state of Israel. Basically, we are going to pay more attention as the time continues and this particular thinking out loud, we're going to be talking about some other attacks that, you know, like 1995 Bentley Junction, 2121, two bombers, uh, one detonated at rescue party. Palestinian Islamic Jihad claimed responsibility for that one. Kefa Darum bus attack, April 9, 1995, vicinity of the Akfa Darum, eight Palestinian Islamic Jihadists uh, claimed responsibility. Ramad Gan bus, 20, uh, bombing, July 24, 1995, Ramad Gan 6, Hamas claimed responsibility. Remat Escort bus bombing, August 21st, 1995, uh, Jerusalem 4 Police Chief Noah A. Senma uh, was killed. Hamas claimed responsibility for that one. Now, in 1996, four bombings, uh, name, date, location, death toll, everything. Uh, Ashcom bus station bombing, February 25, 1996, Ashkelon uh, 1, Hamas claimed responsibility. First Jerusalem bus, uh, 18 suicide bombing, uh, February 25, 1996. Jerusalem Central bus station, 26, Hamas claimed responsibility, uh, you know, for that one. Second Jerusalem bus bombing, 18 suicide bombing, March 3, 1996. And of course, Jafar Street, Jerusalem, 19. Hamas claimed responsibility for that one. The Zengov Center suicide bombing, March 4, 1996, Tel Aviv, 13 attributed to Hamas, carried out together with Palestinian Islamic Jihad, 1997, three bombings, oh boy, Cafe Apopo bombing, March 21st, 1997, at Tel Aviv, three Hamas claimed responsibility. First Mahane Yehuda market attack, July 30, 1997, Jerusalem main market sustained Hamas claimed responsibility. Now, Ben Yehuda Street bombing, that was on September 4, 1997. Jerusalem, Ben Yehuda Street 5, Hamas claimed responsibility. Now, in 1998, there were two bombings, uh, you know. First, Kefar Duran bombing, October 29, 1998, Gaza Strip, uh, Hamas claimed responsibility. Jerusalem bombing, November 6, uh, 1998. Jerusalem, 2020, 2020 uh, beg your pardon, Jerusalem, 220 wounded, two Islamic Jihad suicide bombings. Oh boy, 1999, two bombings. Esh Boss, uh, 1960 bombing, September 5, 1999. Tavrera non Hamas claimed responsibility. 
Haifa Central Bus Station bombing September 5, 1999 have, have, have far known Hamas claimed responsibility. In the year 2010's total number of injuries and fatalities by year, the statistics are taken from all sorts of lists and made available for everyone to see. Pretty much uh, just a bit of um, what um, the state of Israel is passing through from the Palestinian jihadists uh, coming in all sorts of fancy names, but actually they are all a bunch of suicidal uh, maniacs who are determined to take everybody along. Now the list is far from being exhausted, but I'm going to have to just stop this part five right here just so we can come at you in the subsequent bulletin, subsequent a bigger part of podcast which should come your way in a couple of days time so we are going to keep stretching the frontiers of this conversation with the hope that nigeria can learn something from it just so we're able to take care of our own business instead of being on the begging side like we seem to be doing at the moment my name is mc Sazi. thanks a lot for letting me think out loud i'm out of here